You're listening to The Pursuit, a podcast from the Salem Baptist Church of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. The Pursuit is a podcast designed to help people find and pursue life in Jesus through transparent conversations about God, His Word, and His Church. You can find more about Salem Baptist Church by visiting our website at salembaptistnow.org. Hey guys, welcome to The Pursuit. I'm here with Pastor Rick, and we're going to kind of take some time, and what we want to do is kind of dive into a little bit more of an application on a personal basis of what Pastor Kivett just talked about Sunday with starting the Ephesians series. So our hope and desire is that that you would use this with yourself, that you would use this maybe with a couple of friends, your family, maybe some other families, but use this as a way to start some you know, kind of question and answer discussion around what we just talked about Sunday. Use this during the week and hey, we would love to hear from you how you're using this. Hey, I'm, you know, this is going to be available as a podcast on Spotify and everything else. And so if, if you listen to this on your way to work, we want to know about it. If you're watching this with your family and having this discussion with your kids, we want to know about that just because we would like to know how you're utilizing this. Um, but we want to use this as a resource. And so we just kind of want to dive in and start talking about this intro into Ephesians as we start this together for the next several months. And, and as Harper said, we're hoping you're with a group or with a, of a, of a large group or a smaller group, and you're talking about this. So sometimes when you're around a group, there's that awkward moment of how do we get this started? Right. So we thought we'd go ahead and start with an icebreaker yeah. to just kind of show you how this is done. And then you could have this icebreaker in your group if you'd like to. And if you're not with a group and you're just listening to this on your way to work, this is just going to be a fun, awkward conversation. <laughs> so let's just go and do that. What was yeah. your question you had for the icebreaker? So uh, I'll let you come up with next week's, but this okay. is the one I had for this week was uh, if there was one type of fry from a certain restaurant or just a type of fry that you could have for the rest of your life, and it's only that one kind, what kind would it be? Now, are we are we allowed to talk about specific restaurants? Or yeah, do we yeah, have to pay yeah. royalty fees? It can be, it can be okay. certain restaurants or it can just be a certain kind of fry. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're not we're not going to be like, hey, they're, not, they're, no, they're no. a sponsor. So so let, I'll, I'll go ahead since I've had a little more time to think on this. Um, I, I was thinking about this. I really like the crinkle fries. So like okay. Dario, that's, what, um, that's where my mind was going. That kind of crinkle fry, like it just seems like it yeah. doesn't matter how long it's been sitting out. It's good. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. My family, my, my kids like the crinkle fries. I'm more of a steak fry fan, the big, thick wedges almost. Okay, so there's yeah. two major places. Number one, uh, you've got Bojangles. Their, their yeah. fries are pretty awesome. But I think hands down the best fries are from Mountain Fried Chicken. Have you ever uh-huh. had the potato wedges at Mountain Fried Chicken? No. If you could combine a Five Guys burger with the tater wedges at, uh, at uh, Mountain Fried Chicken, it's, yeah. it's just a bad day all around. It's great. Yeah. Well, uh, well, listen, take this question. If you got some people with you, take a chance and you can pause this right now or we'll be back just within a few seconds. Okay, as we begin our, our look and application of, uh, of the, the text that Pastor Kevin has shared with us, this past week he gave us an overview of the book of Ephesians, which we're going to be in um, for the next couple of months. And so what we thought we'd like to do in this session is kind of rehash a little bit of what Pastor Kevin said, uh, go over it a bit, and then after every concept, we're going to stop and ask a question. And we'll answer it, but then we're going to let allow for you to pause this video and discuss it with your uh, group, or maybe pause the audio and just kind of think about your answer uh, if you're doing this on your own. So first thing we want to talk about, first question, is a little bit of the book of, of the city of Ephesus. Ephesus was one of the capital cities of the Roman province of Asia, uh, located in modern-day Turkey. 
Uh, Acts 19 gives us most of the information of the city of Ephesus. What we see in that passage, in that 30 or so verses, was the, the effects of the gospel in that city. Mm-hmm. You had former practitioners of sorcery that were there. They were coming to faith in Christ through Paul's teaching. And they got together and burned their magical text, which the money, the text of Acts 19 tells us, uh, came up to a total of about 50,000 pieces of silver. And depending on when you're listening to this video or listening to this audio, uh, we don't know the price of that. We're looking at millions of dollars here by modern day uh, conversion terminology. And then you have several idol makers. Now here's one of the big keys. Several idol makers in that city were starting to go out of business because people were worshiping Jesus rather than Artemis of the Ephesians, which they made their money making idols of her. And so they caused a riot in order to kind of get the Christians out of the area because their livelihood was threatened. So Harper, I had a question for the listeners, and we can discuss this as well. First question, question number one is, how should the gospel affect our social norms? And what we mean by social norms are uh, our habits, our daily routines, how we spend our money. How should the gospel affect our social norms? Yeah, so, you know, the first thing I think of when I think about this is there are a lot of people who are becoming more um, buyer conscious with the companies they purchase from. Uh, There are a lot of companies that are doing uh, kind of, you know, we're giving products, but that are using kind of uh, local farmers for products or local resources. And so it's very much so conscientious of kind of the culture and, you know, how these products are being produced to try to help keep from, uh, you know, sweatshops and all these kinds of mass production that can cause harm to people. And so there's some of that conscientious buyer, I guess, options mm-hmm. uh, that I think of as as a as one option, just as, a, again, a social norm that maybe we don't think of. Um, and not saying that's right or wrong, but saying that's an option. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of people are going in that route where they're saying, hey, if I'm really going to be a believer in Jesus, it should affect how I spend my money. Yeah. And so that's a good point to be made. I'm also thinking here about um, how it should affect the, the culture at large, the societal norms. Um, so for the gospel to really infiltrate a person, it's going to affect every aspect of them. And I think it's just a good conversation to have rather than just being, hey, I came to know Christ, and so my eternal destiny is secure. Mm-hmm. How is it going to affect my life right now? How is it going to affect the, the employee that I am? Yeah. How is it going to affect the, we know, husband and father or, or spouse that, that I am? Um, and I'm going to throw this one out there. and We talked a little bit about it, and this is where it can be fun. These videos and audios will be like just real talk <laughs> between Harper and Rick. It, it bothers me that within a one mile radius of our church is we have several establishments that cater to overtly sinful lifestyle uh, and, and of human trafficking, of, of abuse of women. It bothers me. And I think to myself, what, what could be if we really let the gospel change everything about us? Yeah. And how would it affect our, our culture around us? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, take some time now, if you can, uh, just pause this. We're going to throw up the question and uh, discuss this in your own lives. All right, I hope you've had some time to discuss this or think about this where you are. Our next discussion I want to talk about is as we see Ephesus show up later in the New Testament. 
Later in the New Testament, in Revelation 3, we see Ephesus again. So we've seen, we've seen Ephesus in Acts chapter 19. Then we see Ephesians. And then in Revelation 3, they come up again. And in Revelation 3, Jesus, speaking to John, who is writing the letter, or this letter, to the seven churches of Asia Minor, writes to Ephesus. He talks about how he, he's encouraged by their stance for doctrinal purity. They, they don't um, tolerate false teaching in their churches. But he says to Ephesus, I have this against you. You've left your first love, or in the Greek language, you left the love you once had. Uh, now, he's not speaking specifically of your love for Jesus, but rather the love you once had for others. And so what we're seeing here is that they've stopped loving others as much as they once did. So that's a good point to bring up. They were doctrinally pure. They understood theology, but it, but it hadn't translated. It had not translated into their treatment of, of others. So the question gets to ask now, which one are, are you? Now, I put up there grace and truth because Jesus was the embodiment of this perfectly. Yeah. Uh, where he's, He is full of grace and truth, as John describes him in his letter or his uh, biography. So that Jesus had both grace and truth. Oftentimes, if I'm going to err somewhere, it's going to be on one of these. Yeah. I, I don't always err one place. Uh, kind of depends on the situation. But if I was going to lay a percentage down, I probably err on truth. Yeah. Now, that sounds really kind of noble. You're going to like, <laughs> oh, Rick, you're an awesome guy. Don't take that as Rick being awesome. It's, it's kind of me being a jerk where my view says, hey, I believe this in Scripture. I've studied it. This is how we should live. And if you don't like it or if you're not in it, then you're just wrong. That's not me being a doctrinally pure watchdog. That's me being a jerk in, in some way. I don't have a lot of grace in those situations. Yeah, no, I think I think I would tend to go that same way of uh, kind of leaning more towards truth or being right and probably more in a prideful way of, well, I'm right, you're wrong, so get over here, right? And I, I, I can show you how to be right. Just think the way I think. Just ask Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. And so I think especially, you know, um, as we're talking about this, you know, thinking about a lot of the issues that are going on right now in our culture, um, especially as we enter into this time where it's coming up, you know, politically, where it's it's very diverse. Um, a lot of people want to be heard and they want to, as, as someone else put it great in a great way, uh, we're more concerned about being right than getting it right. Mm -hmm. And so we're more concerned about making sure others know that we're right instead of loving them. And so it's, it's that, you know, we're, we're not doing this in love. We're doing this in pride. Yeah. And you can be right and have pride and still be wrong. And so, um, and the, and the, man, the, and the yeah. cesspool that is social media sometimes feeds this. Oh yeah. We really put this out there and we don't really think, um, there's a, something I put up one day around my office in my classrooms, let the meditation of my heart and the, the, the typing of my thumbs <laughs> be, be acceptable to you, O oh God. Yeah. Uh, because we, we do, like you said, we want to be right rather and show you that we're right rather than show you any grace whatsoever. So the question becomes, comes to you now, where do you find yourself often? So with your group or, or by yourself, think about where do you land on this? Are you more grace? Are you more truth? Are you trying to walk in a balance? Discuss this. All right, so as we listen to Pastor Kibbit this Sunday, uh, we ended our time with reading through the entire book of Ephesians. 
but then also he challenged us as a church as we're going through the book of Ephesians to memorize the entire book of Ephesians. Now that sounds daunting. I've never done that before. No. Uh, that that's something that is uh, not easy, but um, but it's something that we've given a resource to as we challenge the church to do this. We've given you a resource, and if you haven't got this, let us know, and we'd love to get this to you. Um, but it walks you through a 31 week plan where you memorize a verse a day just during the weekdays. So five days a week, uh, you're doing this and, and it walks you through the book of Ephesians so that you can do this and it spells it out real easily for you. Um, but as we do this, something that we want to think about as we enter into the book of Ephesians is really, you know, as we think about this, how, how are we anticipating? How are we expecting something from this time together? Are we coming with that anticipation and expectation? And so, so having kind of started this Sunday with the beginning and intro into Ephesians, what are you expecting to get out of this study? One of the first things that stuck out to me as we read the text was, number one, I'm really looking forward to how Pastor Kevin's going to handle chapter one with all, the, <laughs> uh, with all those spiritual blessings we have from verses three on through through 18, and, and I'm looking forward to really digging into that passage because there's a lot of beautiful truth in that. Another thing I noticed as I read through it was that you have the phrase in Christ or through Christ, maybe even with Christ, it's used like 15 or 16 times. He says it constantly. And then you get into chapter two and three, and it's all about unity. Those who are far off, the Gentiles, and those who are near, the Jewish people, now are creating one multicultural church in Ephesus. And it's all because of what Christ has done, tearing down that dividing wall of hostility. I'm really looking forward to discussing that oh, in, yeah. our, in our modern context. Absolutely. And, you know, a couple of the things that we mentioned, we mentioned the resource for the Bible memory, but then also the resource he mentioned about the uh, kind of study journal, where right. it's got uh, the scripture on one side of the page, and then the other side, it's a journal. And so whether you get that or whether you just have a journal that you kind of journal down your thoughts, your applications as you go through this, those would both be some great tools and resources to use as we go through this, just to help you kind of think through this together. So that takes us to two challenges, challenges we want to leave you with in this video. Challenge number one is to memorize the book of Ephesians. We're all going to be doing this together. Now, let's give some comfort here. No one's going to be at the doors uh, asking you to recite a couple verses before you walk in. We understand that. And we understand that there's going to be times where you might get a little behind in this. Um, we understand. But we're all going to kind of take this, this challenge on and really looking forward to it. Challenge number two is to journal your way through this study. Whatever method you use, we're really hoping that at the end of this time we spend together in the book of Ephesians, you can look back early on at, at what you um, studied and how really God revealed himself through his word to you uh, as a part of this study. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here with us. We hope you've enjoyed this time. Uh, this will be something regular every week uh, where we'll meet together and talk about these things and kind of prepare you uh, to be looking at these things on your own. As always, if you have any questions, you want to reach out to us at info at salembaptistnow.org. And we look forward to talking to you again real soon. This has been The Pursuit from Salem Baptist Church. Located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Salem Baptist Church exists to help people find and pursue life in Jesus. We would love to connect with you on Instagram and Facebook at SalemBaptist underscore WS. Or you can email us at info at salembaptistnow.org.